Today's show is brought to you by Pardon My East Side. Get your Pardon My East Side apparel right now at www.pardonmyeastside.com and use the promo code eBlockRadio to get 25% off. eBlock Radio is now available on the New Orleans Talk Network. Be sure to check them out and the rest of the podcasts that are available at NewOrleansTalkNetwork.com. The livest cloud radio show on the planet, eBlock Radio. Yo, 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 you know what it is, man. The livest cloud radio show on the planet, man. Straight from the eBlock Radio live on your dial. Right this moment, man, it's your boy, the Hood Howard Stern. Q Lewis holding it down live from the 48205, man. Actually holding it down for real because I'm the only motherfucker here today. But uh, shout out to my man, Angry Man. I guess uh, he might have been on his way. I'm not sure. Monk Money stuck at uh, Easy Street Saloon, though, so he's not going to be able to make it this morning. But we still going to have a good conversation as soon as some more people chime in. But uh, it is Friday, man, so make sure that uh, you do check us out on Instagram and Twitter. So it's uh, my man, Real Monk Money, that's on Twitter and Instagram. And, of course, myself at Hood Howard Stern, that's on Twitter and Instagram as well. Don't forget to follow our IG page, uh, the whole show, though, eBlock Radio. You can hit us up there. And then also don't forget to go to uh, www.pardonmyeastside.com and uh, support the brand, all right? So make sure you check out some hats, t-shirts, as you see now. i got my hat on right now. But uh, I don't know. <laughs> right, everybody gone, man. I don't know where everybody at, man. They, they tripping. Damien, what up, though, man? Just checking in, dog. I'm holding down the fort solo dolo, man. Like the homies couldn't make it today, so we're going to have a real short show. <laughs> but if you are uh, on Instagram right now, you can comment on the hot topic, though. It's, was slavery motivated by race or by economics, dog? That's what we're talking about right now. Um, before we get into that, though, it is Friday, so I did want to uh, jump off the weekend and tell you exactly how we got to this topic. All right, so uh, if you guys watch uh, D.L. Hughley, right? So we're watching the D.L. Hughley show last night. And uh, this was his uh, notes from the GED section. So if you're familiar with D.L. Hughley, this is what he does at the end. He does the notes from the GED section where he pull out a topic and then just kind of expound on it. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, yeah, we're going to make the show together. That's, that's what's up, man. Thanks for, uh, thanks for chiming in. All right, so, yeah, so this is what he was talking about last night. Uh, basically, it was, a, it was a conversation that was had uh, in, a, in a political forum, but we're not going to get into the politics because... I don't like talking about politics, but um, also what, what happened though, they was just basically talking about the fact of slavery being economically uh, motivated or racially motivated. So I, I know a lot of, a lot of uh, I ain't going to say a lot of white people, but from what he was saying last night, uh, white people do kind of feel like uh, it was just economically uh, motivated. I don't really think so though. I think that I think it's 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 kind of racially, but we're gonna get into that in just a moment though. I don't wanna get too far into it. Um Damien actually already has a uh has a comment. We're gonna read his comment in a minute. But um right now, if you're looking at the polls, if you're on Facebook, man, right now the polls say it's sixty-seven percent race, thirty-three percent economics, dog. So we're gonna get into this in just a minute, man. If you got a comment, hit me in the comment box right now. Either if you're on Facebook Live or on YouTube Live, man, hit me in the comment box. Let me know what you think, dog. So all right, um, we go read Damien's joint. So Damien says, "Race. Uh, if it were economics, uh, there would there would have been white slaves, not just poor white people." All right, and and that's what and, and I agree with that. I agree with that wholeheartedly. So this is my thing, though. I think that when you 
when you get to the point where you kind of blame it on economics, because obviously I know that the the need for cotton obviously was uh, economically motivated, but the the choice to bring Africans over from Africa uh, was racially motivated, and that's the that's the way I look at it. Uh, Marion said the white people want power, uh, want power, the race that's the uh, that's the big reason. Um, yeah, I, I mean that's definitely the reason. I, I think you couldn't have slavery. Uh, without one race thinking that they were superior to another. So I, obviously I think that's going to be the bottom line. So that, to me, makes it racially motivated, period. Because I, I guess the, the the whole argument is is that a lot of people have slaves, which is true. It's, it's, slavery is it's not, a, it's not a new thing. Like, it, America didn't create um, slavery. But I think, uh, kind of like D.L. said, I really can't say it a different way, but America kind of... Uh, what, what's the word? He, he they they perfected it. So they, I mean, they took slavery to another level. Like they took it up a notch. So definitely, I think it was racially motivated. And people who, because right now, uh, right now the polls say sixty-seven percent say race, thirty-three percent say economics. I really wish, like the the thirty-three percent of people that said uh, economics, I really wish I could get your comment. Like man, just hit me in the comment box right now and tell me like uh, what makes you you know feel like it's uh, economically. Uh, economically and not and not uh, racially, I mean I definitely think it's racial racially motivated because like uh, like Miriam said just a moment ago, if it was just economics, like everybody would have been slaves. I mean just bottom line, it wouldn't have just been uh, Africans or nothing. It'd it have been it'd have been everybody. Everybody would have been slaves. Now see in some of these other places where people were enslaved, it came from like I'm, I'm not a I'm not a uh, I'm not an advocate of war or nothing, but. A lot of these places that where slaves came out was pretty much it was a war fought. Uh, the people who lost the war end up being slaves of the you know of the of the, the winners of the war. Which obviously I'm not a I'm not a, uh, <laughs> like I'm not an advocate of that shit. But it made more sense at least at that point. It wasn't racially motivated. You lost the war, so you ended up being uh, a slave for for the for the winner. Um, and I, I think obviously slavery ain't, ain't a thing that I'm an advocate of, but I think that makes more sense. Now, this in this aspect though, you're just talking about somebody who left one region and went to another, a whole nother, you know, a whole nother. I was about to say plantation, <laughs> a whole other continent, and like just and and took people. So, so the argument is, is that it wasn't racially motivated, but the need for the cotton and and the type of work that was needed. Um, Obviously, I guess black people fit the bill, all right, so so to say, uh, which is I, I think is purely what makes it racially motivated. Uh, like I, I think it's really no question. It's kind of crazy that this is even this is even a thing that people are opposing to that. But that thirty three percent that said economics, man, I really wish I could get your comment, man. So hit me in the comment box right now. Either if you're on eblockradio.com, if you're on youtube.com, or if you're on uh, Facebook Live. Hit me in the comment box, dog. If you on IG Live, you can hit me with another comment as well. But um, so yeah, this is what they were talking about last night on the DL Hughley show, and none of it's like none of the black people really could agree with the economics. And so I gotta, I guess I gotta ask this question for the people that are watching now: um, Is it like I, I kind of want to know, like, do you think that we are overly sensitive as black people? We just feel like it's race and it's not economics. Maybe we're not just looking at the bigger picture. Um, that that could be the case, but really, I I can't feel that shit though. In real life, though, I, I know that the economy is the reason why cotton was important because obviously cotton was was being was like the 
the biggest money maker of all time back then. Like everything used cotton, it was being exported everywhere. So I know that it made a lot of money, but at the same time, that conscious decision to go to Africa to to basically enslave people because these slavery, like they went to steal these people. Like some of the some of the ones that were taken originally, um, it was fraudulently. Like I guess obviously you 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 offered these people something that really wasn't going to happen. Like they, they gave them these false promises and then next thing you know, they was in the bottom of the boat and they changed their religion, changed everything about them. And then even when you look at this though, so even after slavery was uh, quote unquote abolished, uh, it still took hundred or over a hundred years for them to actually get rights. Uh, and, and that's arguably uh, that we actually got all the rights of, of human beings. But um, I mean, just the, the right to vote, just the right to, to sit at the counter with white people. This is after this is after slavery. So that, that goes to show you right there that it was racially motivated. Uh, my man Damien said it was economics for the African nation that sold their enemies uh, that sold their enemies to the people on the boats. Yeah, and you know what? I I, I can agree with that. I think it was obviously some uh, some greed and some economics and, and some some shit going on in Africa too, which uh, which got us to this point. Uh, definitely, I, I think that's something that we can't overlook. Because it couldn't have happened if they if, if it kind of wasn't you know people looked the other way on on the other side, and I think it was some motivation there. So we we can't take we can't take away from that. I mean that that did happen. So I mean you can't you can't blame it solely on on the captors because obviously some people allowed that to happen. But at the end of the day though, like on on this side on America's side, it's definitely racially motivated. And not only was it racially motivated then, but it is still racially motivated now. Because if, if slavery wasn't racially motivated, we wouldn't still be having race conversations to this day. Like, it's 2019. The fact that you're having conversations trying to figure out whether slavery was motivated or, or by a race or economics is, is asinine. Like, you know that it was, uh, it was racially motivated. At this point, all we need really is an apology and a solution. So this is where I think the argument of reparations comes in. Uh, I I'm not I'm not all the way certain what reparations should look like. So I mean this is a conversation that uh, the black collective uh, needs to have. Uh, for me, I think when we talked about this before, maybe a few weeks ago, we were talking about reparations, and I feel like reparations should come in a form not not something uh, necessarily monetarily, but uh, I would say reparations would be something to fix the the infrastructures of our uh, inner city communities. Uh, possibly uh, free education for uh, a couple of generations. How about even some uh, some tax-free generations or uh, universal free health care? You know what I'm saying? Something, something tangible. So, like, don't really just cut me the check, but give us something that'll, that'll fix or, or actually get us up to par. So I think free health care, free health care and uh, life insurance and free education uh, and some overhauling of the infrastructure of the inner city, I think, would definitely serve as good reparations. So you wouldn't have to get an individual check, but definitely, I think those things would, would actually help. So instead of trying to, instead of trying to actually like make people believe, I mean, because basically trying to change the narrative, but make people believe that it was only economically motivated. So basically, black people get over it and shit. Um, I think that's always going to be an argument. But if you can get past that and just Pretty much, if America ever admitted, like, that they fucked up, like, you know what, that shit was racially motivated, we sorry, here go this free education, I think we'd probably kind of leave shit alone, I, I think. I mean, at this point, you've been talking about 
generations where you're still talking about slavery. And, and just so you're aware, you're not too far removed. I mean, you figure some of us have great-great-great-grandparents uh, who are actually products of slaves. You know what I'm saying? Like people who actually lived and worked on a plantation. So we are not that far removed. And just as simply, we can actually get back to that to that same thing. You might not look at it as traditional slavery, but it can it can definitely double back and get back into some shit like that. And DL said something last night, which I'm not I'm not sure if I agree, um, but I think it's, it's something worth talking about. But he said that at this moment, this climate, that he thinks that if you actually put slavery uh, on the ballot, that around thirty percent of people would actually vote yes for it, like they would agree to slavery. I don't know about that one, man. If you're checking me out right now. Hit me in the comment box and let me know if you agree with that. If you think that if slavery was actually on the ballot, uh, would 30% people actually agree to slavery? Like, that's kind of crazy. I know we in a fucked up climate. I mean, definitely in a fucked up climate. I don't know if it's that bad, though, or I could be just a little naive. But, I mean, there are a lot of Trump supporters who, it, this is a possibility. They might really go that angle. Uh, Venus just checked in. What up, though, Venus? Thanks for checking us out. Uh, my man Bo just checked in. Uh, D. Will, what up, though? Uh, my man, uh, shit, Kodak Lee checked in. Uh, Ryan, what up, though, right? Just checked in. So, look, this is what we're talking about. If you're just now checking in, we're trying to figure out was slavery motivated by race or economics. This is, uh, again, spurring from a conversation that D.L. Hughley was having on the D.L. Hughley show last night. And um, I feel like it's uh, racially motivated. People are trying to, you know, definitely say that um, it, it could have been economically motivated. Now, again, I have to go back to this and say that the, the need for the need for cotton and the cotton export was economically motivated, obviously. Like, that was a, a, a vast majority of the economy. But the choice to steal black bodies from Africa to enslave them to do these jobs is definitely racially motivated. Like, you can't really tell me nothing else. Uh, my man Damien said 30% uh, of people don't care and want to be entertained, so it's possible. All right, so uh, if you if you don't know what we're talking about before, uh, if anybody just chimed in, it was something else DL said last night that I commented on. And if you if you listening right now, hit me in the comment box and tell me what you think. But uh, he said that in this climate, that if slavery was on the ballot, probably around thirty percent of people would actually vote for it. I mean, I don't know if it's that bad. Like, I don't know if it's that fucked up. Again, maybe I'm just being naive and shit and, and don't want to believe it. But he said that probably 30% would actually vote for that shit. That's crazy. Right now, though, we got 60% says uh, race is the motivation and 40% say economics. So at 40%, man, I know y'all out there. So hit me in the comment box and tell me why you think it's more economically motivated than race. Because I, I really, I can't buy it. Like, I, I, I do, again, I do understand that the need for cotton exportation was, uh, you know, was economically motivated. But stealing niggas from Africa was fucking racially motivated. It's like, it's nothing else you can tell me about that. Like, you, you really got to give me something else. I feel at this point, man, America's in a position where you just kind of got to, you got you to gotta be like the, you got to be like the cheating, uh, the cheating boyfriend and shit, right? You just got to admit it and then uh, offer the diamond ring and keep it moving and shit. <laughs> That's what you got to do, yo. Yo, if you're on a IG Live, man, hit me in the comment box. If you're on Facebook Live, hit me in the comment box or on uh, eBlock Radio or on YouTube Live. You can hit me in the comment box and we will read your comments live on air. Uh, for the moment, though, it is 1038, so we are about to go to a commercial break. Don't forget, man, we got the polls up, too, so make sure you hit that poll. Uh, we're trying to figure out was slavery motivated by race 
or economics. Hit that poll right now. 60% say race, 40% say economics, dog. So we'll get to that in a minute. But uh, in the meantime, man, check out our couple of commercials. And we'll be back in about 45 seconds, man. You already know what it is. The Live is Cloud Radio Show on the planet. Straight from the E-Block Radio Live on the dial, man. We'll be back in about 45 seconds. You know what it is, man. The liveest cloud radio show on the planet, man. Straight from the E-Block Radio. Live on your dial right this moment, man. And of course, it's your boy, the hood, Howard Stern. Q Lewis holding it down live from the 48205, man. We in the building. Uh, just rapping on IG with a couple of homies, dog. So while we was on commercial break, talking about the Easy Street Saloon. So make sure that you do make it down to the Easy Street Saloon. That's 16101 East 10 Mile Road. That's in East Point, Michigan. 16101. Uh, also, too, man, don't forget that uh, right now we are connected with Grubhub, so you can actually order food uh, from Easy Street without actually pulling up. So we are connected with Grubhub, so you can hit them up uh, on Grubhub or go to the uh, to the website www.easystreetsaloon.com, or you can go there and uh, get your food ordered and get it delivered straight to you. All right, so we're getting back to the uh, subject at hand. Was slavery motivated by race or by economics, dog? So right now... Uh, 67% say race, 33% say uh, economics. So Venus say, uh, I'm not sure, but I do know that when I was working doing surveys, a lot of Caucasians that we surveyed with the question, do, does racism exist? And a lot of people said no. I, I think a lot, of, a lot of white people really think that it doesn't exist. Some black people too, though. And uh, she said uh, against black people. Uh, I meant to add, yeah, well, that's definitely, I think a, a lot of wh white people don't recognize racism, I guess when, or even some black people, when you don't have to deal with it on a regular basis, then you try, you kind of act like it doesn't exist, I mean, if you're trying to, if you're trying to connect it um, with, like, the, the, the racism of actual slavery or, uh, you know, the actual segregation type of thing, then you might look at it as it not being existent, but at the end of the day, man, the, the institutionalized racism uh, is still there. I mean, that definitely hasn't went anywhere. Uh, my man Bo checked in. He said, initially, slavery has to be economically motivated. Right. So so this is this is my thing, Bo. Um, I definitely agree with that because I, I feel like the, the need for cotton and the need for cotton exportation uh, was definitely economically motivated. The, the choice to go to Africa to pluck niggas and make them do the work and shit was racially motivated. Uh, so he said simply because they are they were looking for a free workforce. Race was the uh, mechanism they used to justify what they were doing. Those black folks are Africans. Who cares? They're less than people, right? And that, and that's the thing. So that that's where I think the race came in. So the the need economically, uh, like you said, was to to have the cotton, you know, have this work done uh, basically for free. Um, so so that was definitely economically motivated. But the choice. To pluck niggas from Africa was definitely racially motivated, dog. And it's like, I don't even see how you can see it otherwise. Like, I don't know how somebody can think that. Because I, I think the way the... I, shit, I, I'm, I'm tripping because I didn't get into the whole story. I think it was a senator maybe. Or or some... It was somebody in the, it was somebody in the White House having this argument, though. Uh, and that's what D.L. was talking about on the show last night. And basically, he was saying that um, it was economically uh, feasible for them to do so. And, and also... 
the choice uh, for for like basically Africans being slaves was not based on race, but based on ability. All right. So they they whole thing was that they needed somebody who could work day in and day out like that, who was kind of built for this shit. So they saying that because of that, it wasn't racially motivated. I think because of that makes it definitely <laughs> racially motivated. Like that don't even make sense. Uh, Venus says slavery was motivated by both race and economics. Blacks were considered not smart, so slave owners uh, slave owners used them to gain profit from their free work. Yeah, definitely, definitely, I agree. Um, Damien said, "Look at the Thirteenth Amendment. It ends slavery except for prison labor. However, that ended black people working for free. That's race. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, if you not if you not hip to uh, the Thirteenth Amendment, I mean, basically, it was just a way." So this this is how it worked, all right. In case you're not familiar, so the, so the Thirteenth Amendment um, was the amendment made to basically uh, abolish slavery. Um, the 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 clause in Amendment Thirteen though is that that uh, that kind of free labor or that slave that slave labor is still feasible if you are incarcerated, pretty much, right? So you might say like, you know what? That they, they those are criminals and shit. They locked up. They they should have their freedom stripped away. But then you gotta look at what really happened after that. So after that was put in, then that's when, like right after slavery was abolished, uh, black people started going to jail for like little shit, like loitering or, or you know, like little petty shit that you wouldn't spend time in jail for. And they started getting excessive uh, charges and excessive jail time that sound familiar, right? Um, so that that never stopped. So that clause is still in, uh, is still in Amendment 13 and shit. So really, it ended classic classical slavery, but I mean it's it's still basically slavery. So when you can, when you are incarcerating one set of people at a at a astronomical rate, you are basically putting them back into slavery, and that's the you know that's the that's the thing, dog. And uh, just to you know just to piggyback on that real quick, uh, <laughs> while we talk about mass incarceration, I do got my book, of course, uh, those brilliant bastards, which is a novel about mass incarceration so i talk about this a lot all right so if you see this book right here if you're on ig live you see this book too those brilliant bastards make sure you check me out on uh amazon.com you can order your own copy or hit me in the comment box right now uh for only the 20 ball dog you hit me with the 20 i'll sign it and everything and send it anywhere in america all right so anyway just shameless plug i had to talk about that real quick but but that's the reality of things though i mean it really is uh <laughs> Uh, <laughs> both said uh both said you waiting on one white person to say we were slaves too <laughs> now the thing is though is that white people a whole lot of people have been slaves like i give i give you that now these were under separate circumstances though like i mentioned this before a lot of slavery came out of the loss of wars right again i'm not an advocate of any kind of slavery but at least to me that makes sense like so if you go to war with people and then they end up being in power then they you know they enslave some people and again i'm not an advocate of slavery but that part makes sense to go to another continent and selectively steal people uh for your economical gain it's not it's yeah that's that's some shit that needs to be fixed it's like everybody uh, again i don't want to be i don't want to be the crybaby negro and shit but in real life, everybody has been made whole or at least there's been an attempt to make them whole after America has done them wrong. Like, 
there's been an attempt. Uh, there's been an attempt with with uh, Native Americans. There's been an attempt with uh, uh, shit with, with uh, shit Asian Americans when the the, the uh, internment camps that they had during Vietnam and shit. Like there's been efforts to make them whole and shit. But with us, it's it's never the case. And again, I don't want to be I want to be the crybaby Negro and shit. But <laughs> at, at what point are we gonna get like you know what's ours? And I thought me and Bo and a couple of other homies always talk about this, man. What's what's really gonna be necessary is like a real a real revolution. And it's kinda scary to say that in public and shit, but I think that's the real the real life thing. But the, the thing about revolution though is that I don't I don't know how many people are actually willing to be involved in a revolution because I don't think you understand the 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 velocity of a revolution. That means that you'll probably die trying. And I don't know how many black people are actually are actually willing to go that far to bat for other black people, and which is which is kind of fucked up because it's the truth, and, and it kind of it kind of piggyback off of the the movie. I don't know if uh, I mentioned this to you guys uh, on Wednesday about uh, black and privilege. I don't know if you checked that out on uh, Netflix yet, but it was a tight knit community where they really like they really took this unity and this community shit serious. Like they. When when other people moved in, they got them in line to to get with the community rules. People who live within the community that weren't black and tried to like basically uh, prosper off of our blackness and shit, but then were disrespectful. Like they got rid of those businesses. Like they physically went in and threw people out of that community who was like you know fucking up the community. We it's tough for us to get to that point. So when you talk about revolution and and, and honestly, I think that's what's needed. I just don't know how many black people are willing to go to bat for their for their black brothers and sisters and shit at this point to to that degree. Like back in the day, I know they did it because it's like it was kind of it, it was kind of do or die. Like now we see so much opportunity. We feel like it's black billionaires. We had a black president. Black people are uh, somewhat prospering uh, in, in certain arenas, and I, I think that takes away from our. You know, that takes away from our uh, our need or the necessity to kind of go to bat for our brothers and sisters. So I think that's why a true revolution at this day and age is kind of is yeah, it's kind of far fetched to be honest with you. Um, I don't know what needs to happen to get us back on the same page. Uh, TT Talks just checked in. What's happening, TT? How you doing? Um, so get back to the uh, to the comments real quick because we got about ten minutes left. Um, Venus says book a uh, good book by the way oh thank you thank you <laughs> talking about my book thanks I'm glad you liked it uh, she said it happened it happened during biblical times during wars but not where uh, people kill people were killed not enslaved right so that's why I say like slave slave type shit been going on for a long time like even even back in, in those biblical days black people that got money don't care or think about what they came from they just start to think about uh, what they have self-absorbed I think that's a I think that's a thing too, but then also this is something else we talked about too. Uh, like in a couple of my group texts, I think when people get into uh, a position where you know they're affluent or have you know multiple resources, I think that our standard finally is raised and shit. Like as black people, we got to be honest with ourselves. Um, a lot of black people, a lot of our communities. Our shit, our standards just ain't high enough. Like, I mean, let's just be real about it. That's some shit that we have to be accountable for. Some of our standards are just not high enough. And then sometimes you get in, in, in certain venues 
or you get to a certain uh, class rate and you really start realizing like you got to step your game up. And when other people don't step their game up, you kind of like it's fucked up because we get into a position where like, damn, like we, we don't even want to we don't want to help. And that's the mindset that we got to get out of. Uh, TT said uh, it all boils down to us not wanting to kill or die for it, not willing to kill or die for it. Definitely. I agree. And that's uh, and and that and that's exactly what I'm saying. I, I don't think that I don't think at this point that we're we're capable or in in large enough numbers willing to actually kill or die for the betterment of the black community. And that's until that happens. I mean, it's a tough thing because it's a gray area. It's like a, it's a very thin line, but between being uh between being militant and being a nationalist. You know what I'm saying? So. And the the word black nationalist has gotten so many people killed. And I think because of that, like there's there's a fear. There's a fear in having like a, a, a true a true motherfucking like uh like a, a true revolution though. And that's I don't know. I don't I don't really it's some crazy shit. Like this this is tough. This is a tough situation and I think we're probably right now because of some of the people's economical uh, statuses I think we may actually be in one of the best positions to do it but not in the best mindset to do it because the people who are capable are probably not willing it's the people who are at the bottom struggling the most seeing the most racism dealing with the most adversity are the ones who are willing to kill and die for it but we're not the ones who can economically fund it so people who are economically uh, not as challenged and shit uh, don't I don't see them as being willing and you know willing and able to kill or die for an actual movement you know what i'm saying uh tg says very true and that's why we are in the predicament we are in that's for sure uh great point oh thank you thank you <laughs> i tried to make a little great point and shit sometimes i'll be trying to be a little educational and then other times i just be high and i just be talking out the side of my neck but uh today is one of those days i'm trying to be uh educational uh let me see venus said uh, we need to help others raise up as well pay it forward so it's another thing, real quick though, because um, we've run out of time, but that's another point that was raised in that movie. I'm, I'm telling you, if you haven't watched it right now, man, make sure you check out on Netflix, uh, Black and Privileged, all right? Make sure you check that out, uh, because this was one of those situations where basically, if, if you don't know the, the movie or the storyline, I'll break it down real quick. Um, it was a nice little affluent uh, black neighborhood in Chicago where like all these people uh, were in a community, doctors, lawyers, entrepreneurs, uh, a few athletes. And they, they really kept their community night, uh, you know, uh, uh, tight knit. So they had their own education system. They 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 uh, they hired their own police force. So like everything was contained by the community. So some like a like a real black utopia. Like this is something that's that's definitely necessary. But anyway, around the corner it was the projects, and the projects got uh, the projects got torn down. So all the people who lived in the projects started moving into the neighborhood. And, and that was the thing, like, when they came into the neighborhood, instead of, like, it was some apprehension at first because they felt like, we built up this community, we don't want, we don't want a bunch of niggas moving in. I mean, that's kind of what the, the base of the shit was. But then what happened was they learned how to incorporate things from both sides. So even though people from the project didn't have as much, uh, as many resources, they taught them how to, 
they taught them how to use those the resources they did have and pool them all together and work as a community. And that's something that's definitely missing from our community. Like because I, I have to I have to be honest when I when I first saw it, I was like, damn, like about to tear up the projects, like they about to fuck their little community up. Like I, I said that as a joke, but then that's actually that actually is our mindset. And that's something that we have to get out of. Like in order to even move forward, we gotta get out of shit like that. Because at the end of the day, we got a whole we got a whole fucking situation to fight. And then at the at the same time we fighting each other though. And so that overcoming that is, is definitely a, a great piece to it. Uh Venus said you gotta go watch it now. <laughs> yeah, that shit is, yeah, that, that shit is good though. Uh there are no more strong leaders. <laughs> Everybody's scared. <laughs> Everybody ain't scared, but a lot, a lot of us are scared. And and, and we talk about it, so I, I use platforms like this, like, um, I use platforms like this to kind of fight our fight and have our voice because the having a podcast and being able to stream live on, you know, on air uh, internationally, like, I think this is, this is one way that we fight shit. Like, we, we talk a lot of shit and we have a lot of fun, but at the end of the day, we, we try to spit a little knowledge too. We try to give people a little information because this is a great platform to have and I definitely don't want to waste it. So that, that, that that's my fighting tool and shit. So I might not be uh, on the front lines shooting and stabbing motherfuckers, but we definitely we definitely can uh we definitely can arm ourselves with our voices and that's one thing that we're doing over here. Um both said uh already taught this uh let me see. Already fought this country. Definitely ready to move for my people. That's what that's what's up. Yeah, cuz yeah, like I said people who've been to the army uh, like my man Bo, who did arm arms, uh, you know the the military. Um, you already fought for this country, so at this point, you fought for something, and what what you fought for is something that wasn't realized. And what I mean by wasn't realized is something that's not actually coming to fruition at this point. So definitely, I think people coming back from the military have an extra incentive because they want America to be the America that they fought overseas for. And I think that's even more important. Yeah, we only got like a minute left, dog. So if you got a if you got a last minute comment on IG Live, Facebook Live, or on eblockradio.com, man, make sure you hit me in the comment box right now. Uh, but in the meantime, we're getting ready to wrap it up. So if you got a last minute comment, go ahead and drop it in there right now, and then we go wrap it up. But uh, also too, I just want to get back uh, real quick because I'm a starving artist. <laughs> so again, don't forget to check out my book, man. Those brilliant bastards uh, available right now. Uh, on Amazon.com, uh, you can order those uh, today from Amazon.com, or you can order it directly from me. Just hit me in the inbox, man. It's only for a modest twenty dollars. All right, uh, you can get an autographed copy, and I will send it anywhere uh, in the United States of America. <laughs> so as long as you're in the USA, I'll send it anywhere in the USA uh, for no additional charge. You know what I'm saying? But uh, all right, till the next time, though, because I don't think we got any more uh, comments. And it's 11 o'clock, so I'm getting ready to get my weekend started. Uh, don't forget, man, if you are in the Detroit area or on the uh, East East Point or Roseville area, make sure that you stop down at 16101 East 10 Mile Road. That's the Easy Street Saloon. Uh, check out my man Monk Money holding down the kitchen down there, man. It's the Easy Street Saloon. And don't forget, if you can't make it, they are connected with Grubhub right now. You can get your shit delivered uh, right from the website, EasyStreetSaloon.com, dog. But, uh, yeah, I know we missed Monk today, too, man. But I held it down for uh, all three of us. You know what I'm saying? Angry Man was absent, too, but I held it down for everybody. Uh, thank you to all the listeners who made this a great show today. I was able to go back and forth with y'all, so I felt like I had co-hosts all day. So 
Thank y'all for chiming in, man. Y'all definitely keep the show going. Uh, I'm going to have a great weekend, Venus. You do the same. But uh, to the next time, dog, you know what it is. Uh, Damien, we, when we meet, we're gonna get, oh, yeah, I got you, dog. I got your signed copy, dog. Hit me up this weekend, dog. We can catch up. All right, then, let me do that again. <laughs> you already know what it is, man. The livest cloud radio show on the planet, man. Straight from the E-Block Radio, live on your dial, man. Till the next time, it's your boy, the hood, Howard Stern, Q Lewis, holding it down live from the 48205, man. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you or your company are looking to jump into the podcast world, now is the time. The Plug Agency is here to connect you to the full power of podcasting. You just record and leave the rest to us. The people are listening and want to hear from you. Theplug-agency.com. That's theplug-agency.com. Click the link in the episode description for an exclusive offer. This is Sarah Hubbard, host of You and Me Kid, a podcast about starting and raising a family on your own. We just launched season two, and I'm speaking with single moms, those still considering, and experts in relevant fields to give you a real sense of what the day-to-day experience of solo parenting looks and feels like. Plus, this season, I've partnered with California Cryobank, the number one sperm bank in the U.S. So wherever you are in the process, this podcast provides some support, humor, and helpful information. Listen to You and Me Kid wherever you get your podcasts. Have you ever wondered how to say good morning in Italian? Or what is goodbye in French? You can ask Alexa. Just say, what is happy birthday in German? Or how do you say hello in Japanese? Do you want to know how to say I love you in Spanish? Ask Alexa and start learning a new language today.